Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. When the first Matrix movie was released in 1999, more than 20 years ago, I was transfixed. I had never seen cinematography like that. The acting really grabbed me in, but especially the premise of the movie. Now, I don't want to spoil it in case you haven't seen it, but it basically follows a young man who is a computer hacker on a journey to discover what is true about the lives that we live. Now, deciding on whether to acknowledge the truth was a really pivotal moment in the film for Neo because he knows that once he sees the truth, things will never be the same. And it's the insight of the character named Oracle that helps launch Neo on his path to becoming the one. There are echoes of John the baptizer in the oracle. And Mark's gospel, which we heard this morning, the earliest of the four gospels to be written, starts off pretty abruptly, right? There's no story of Jesus' birth or genealogy. We don't encounter wise men or shepherds or even a guiding star. Instead, the good news of Jesus Christ begins with the herald who has been commissioned to proclaim the coming of the Lord. John's message is simple. The long-awaited Messiah the one anticipated in the Hebrew scriptures, was finally among us. And this truth demands something of us. Jesus' presence on the scene means things will never be the same. Now, heralds have insights that may not be readily apparent to the rest of us, They name things about us that we're not always ready to hear. So not surprisingly, God's messengers are not always popular characters. You're likely to find them off the beaten path. That was certainly true for John. We heard a little bit about his unique clothing and diet in the gospel, which gives us a sense of who he was. But regardless of his eccentricities, the Lord is going to send messengers to each 
and every generation. John's role was foreshadowed by the prophet Isaiah. The lesson that we heard this morning was written when the people of Israel were in exile in Babylon. So in the midst of their loneliness, their fear, their despair, Isaiah reminded the Israelites that their identity as God's beloved people was not dependent upon the external circumstances of their lives. The people received a word of hope in their darkest hour. Isaiah presented God as the supreme comforter, like a shepherd enfolding the lambs in her flock. And then John took this imagery one step further, revealing the Messiah has come. So prophesying hundreds of years apart, John and Isaiah announced the truth of God's love. This kind of sacrificial, all-encompassing love, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's really hard for me to comprehend, to, to fully take in. And maybe that's because I will project onto God the sorts of things that have to do with my human experience. So when my brokenness may lead family or friends to kind of pull away, I may think, well, maybe God is going to do the same thing. Maybe God also will depart. And if we're honest, right, there are times when we hurt the people we love. That's why forgiveness is an integral part of faith. Each week in church, we confess our sins against God and our neighbor, and we ask the Lord for forgiveness. And maybe that's a practice that we do seven days a week, and not just on Sundays. And even John's listeners engaged in this. In response to his message, the text tells us people from throughout the Judean countryside and Jerusalem confessed their sins and were baptized. They heard the message of God's truth from John and God's truth demanded something of them. Their response was to confess and to be baptized. So acknowledging our sins really provides an opportunity to move beyond guilt to reconciliation, to the restoration of relationships. And one of the roles of the church, it seems to me, is to create safe spaces where we can let down these guards that we so carefully construct and just be honest. Where we can say, everything is not okay right now. I am struggling with things that just seem to be more than I can bear. Because Lord knows, brothers and sisters, 
Life is overwhelming at times. So this Christian journey that we are all embarking upon entails being truthful first with ourselves, owning up to the aspects of our lives where we are broken, reaching out for forgiveness, asking for help, and making amends. So there are going to be some challenging moments in this faith journey, along with occasions of joy and celebration, like we'll be doing today with these confirmations. So you may be saying, well, is there any good news? <laughs> and I think the answer is yes. The good news is Jesus, the gospel made incarnate. The word of God transcends letters on a page to come, become embodied in flesh and blood. We have the promise of God's undying love, of God's eternal presence. Jesus is not immune to our pain. Our suffering has not escaped God's notice. And so in response to our pleas, God sends companions to encourage us, to support us, and yes, sometimes to challenge us. The heralds in our lives remind us that the low places shall be raised up for safe passage and that the mountains which seem insurmountable shall be brought low, that the uneven ground shall become level and the rough places made a plain, that nothing that I do or fail to do will ever separate me from the love of Jesus. That is good news. I don't know about you, but sometimes I read these biblical stories and I say, I wish we had a clear messenger today. Someone like John the Baptist who might be able to unify our community, our nation, to bring together all the peoples of the world with so many competing voices to whom will we turn? But then, if I reflect on it a little more, brothers and sisters, I have to say, do I really need that? Is that what I need? I mean, I've got a pretty good sense of what God expects. This isn't a trick question, right? God has been consistent. God's messengers have always emphasized steadfast love and faithfulness, righteousness and peace. And so when we're able to kind of slow down, even in the midst of all of the busyness of this season of preparing for Christmas, we may be able to appreciate God's message in a new way. And then to ask ourselves, what needs to change within my heart 
to help bring about the world God envisions. Because God's truth demands something of us, sisters and brothers. We are invited to move from recipients of God's word to participants in God's kingdom. So may God grant us the strength and the courage to live accordingly. Amen. If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.